Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is episode number three of the Lot of Josh Reselling podcast. Welcome back, or if this is the first episode you're tuning into, welcome. This is just a new endeavor I'm doing, and I'm having an absolute blast. It's really fun to start something from the ground up, and it's really exciting to to see some traction already. Um, the podcast is already doing a lot better than I was expecting. Um, just me sharing just little tidbits of my life and little like segments of my thoughts. Um, the fact that all of you are enjoying listening, I really do appreciate that. and I'm super thankful for it. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who I am, my name is Josh. I am a full-time reseller on eBay. I used to do a little bit of Poshmark. I haven't done Poshmark in like two years. But I've actually been thinking about restarting up Poshmark, like signing up for a cross-listing service and cross-listing to Poshmark and Facebook Marketplace. And a lot of that stemmed from, so this past week, I met up with a couple of other resellers. So I met John, the Cincinnati picker, Paul, the Philly flipper, and Tommy from the Tommy Bernhardt podcast. I'll link all of their channels down in the video description or the podcast description, which by the way was extremely awesome. I've been following John the Cincinnati Picker since the beginning, at least the beginning for me, um, like three, four years ago. John obviously started um, YouTube and reselling way before I did. And it was awesome to meet Paul and Tommy as well. It almost felt like I already knew them. Like I've been watching their content and after you watch so many videos of someone, you kind of build like a mental persona of how you imagine they would be in real life. And all three of these guys, like that persona I created, how I imagined they'd be in real life, like that's exactly who they were. And I've talked to all of them in the past through Instagram and Facebook, but it was really cool to meet them all in real life. But getting back to adding layers on top of eBay, like cross-listing to Poshmark and Facebook Marketplace, that was actually um, from Paul and Tommy. They were talking about like the success they were having from cross-listing to all of these other platforms. And eBay is almost to the point where I want it to be, where I'm comfortable with adding things like other selling platforms and potentially ramping YouTube up in terms of like how many videos I'm doing per week. But being able to just make time to drive down to Philadelphia to meet up with these guys and have lunch and thrift with them, that's definitely one of the things I absolutely love about full-time reselling. And flexibility with your time. I know now to not get that twisted because the first time I tried full-time reselling, I definitely had false expectations going into it in terms of flexibility and freedom. And you read things like the four hour work week and you start creating this fantasy of a life where you put in very little effort and you make a crap ton of money. But yeah, that first time I tried full-time reselling, the biggest lesson I learned is life is just hard <laughs> for the most of us. Like I'm sure there are people out there that have figured it out and they're able to truly have like flexibility with their time in terms of like they don't need to do anything and they have enough money. But for the majority of people in this world, we all have bills to pay. We have things that we need to buy and money like we have to work hard to earn it. I mean, there's definitely pros and cons to full-time reselling, but for me, um, the pros definitely outweigh the cons. And I think the, the most important part, if you are thinking about full-time reselling, is to really sit down and look at it and approach it realistically, because I definitely work more hours now 
and I'm constantly thinking about reselling, constantly thinking about YouTube. Sometimes it is overwhelming because you're like going to bed and you lose like an hour of sleep because you have all of these thoughts running in your head. And the worst part is when I'm trying to go to bed, I feel like a lot of really good ideas come to me. But when I wake up the next morning, I can't remember half of those thoughts. I mean, it's hard to explain. Like you do have flexibility with your time. Like I was able to just drop everything on Thursday, drive down to Philadelphia and meet up with all of these other resellers. But at the same time, you don't have flexibility with your time because you still have to have discipline. You still have to create a strict schedule if you want to make money. But I guess at Reality Check where I know now for the majority of people, like we have to work hard to earn the amount of money that we want. Like you can't just coast through life and become a billionaire overnight. <laughs> um, that's just, you know, not realistic. Being able to understand that and being able to accept that has really helped me in terms of my mental state and in terms of just living life happily. But I think that shift in mentality has helped me work even harder now to try and earn the things that I want instead of chasing a lifestyle where like everything is given to me. I think I definitely have a better understanding of what flexibility with time means as a full-time reseller now. Like it doesn't mean you just wake up with zero plan and wing it. Like you still have to put in a lot of work and full-time reselling definitely isn't easy. Like you have good and bad days. Like the good days, you, you get in the zone and it really doesn't feel like work. But you also have a lot of bad days where you just don't feel like doing anything and you just have to push yourself to kind of be robotic and just go through the motions and still accomplish what you need to accomplish. The flexibility with my time, like I'm going to work a lot of hours, but at the end of the day, if an emergency happens, if something happens to someone in my family, I have that flexibility to drop everything and you know shift my focus and my time to um, whatever i value and prioritize like being able to do that especially for family is a big part of the reason why i decided to move back to new jersey um, so when my dad first got sick i was currently living in tennessee at the time and the military has something called leave so you take leave days which is basically pto like personal time off so i just completely burned through all of my leave and I used all of those days just traveling back and forth from Tennessee to New Jersey, um, bought a lot of plane tickets, um, but eventually I ran out of leave days. Like I had no more days, like no more vacation time to go back home to help take care of my dad. And I was literally just stuck in Tennessee by myself, like no family. Um, I didn't really have friends in Tennessee, um, just coworkers. And I just felt completely trapped. And that was like super devastating. So um, I think in terms of flexibility with my time, like having the freedom to drop everything if I had to for like an emergency case like that. And just even having that flexibility for positive things. Like if my wife and I wanted to, you know, take a small vacation, I can just schedule around that and I don't need to request vacation days. Um, so that's definitely a huge appeal in terms of full-time reselling and just general self-employment. And another thing that's like a huge appeal for me is being able to build something that's my own. There was something that Jeff Bezos said when that whole blue origin with him going to space was happening. And I was working at Amazon at that time 
when Jeff Bezos was doing all of this. And I'll throw in the clip of what he said here. And uh, and then I also I want to thank uh, every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all of this. <laughs> so seriously, for every Amazon customer out there and every Amazon employee, thank you from the bottom of my heart very much. Uh, it's very appreciated. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate that big shout out. So this clip went pretty viral, at least amongst Amazon employees. Like everyone in my warehouse definitely saw this clip and it was not well received. Him giving us a shout out that we paid for his fancy trip to space. Like just think about how much money went into his train up, all of the engineering into building a personal spaceship, just the cost of him going to space and coming back. Like Jeff accomplished nothing. Like, what did he accomplish? Like, he checked off something on his bucket list. Um, like, we got absolutely nothing out of it. Like, we paid for it. Like, that was definitely not <laughs> well received. And that was one of the key things that convinced me that I did not want to work for Amazon long term. Um, that was like, okay, like, I need to figure out what I want to do. Not if, it was like, what, what do I need to do when I quit Amazon? Just the idea of working super hard, because if I'm going to do something, like if I'm going to have a normal job, like I'm going to give it my 100%, but the idea of giving my 100% to building someone else's dream, like having someone else accomplish everything on their bucket list off of my sweat and labor, that was extremely depressing to say the least. So um, I feel like just being self-employed and putting in all this work to build something that's my own, that's like another huge appeal of full-time reselling for me. With that being said, I had to experience trying to go full-time to really learn what it meant to have flexibility with my time. And then to add another layer on top of that with me being on social media and having a reselling YouTube channel, I think another thing I really struggled with was imposter syndrome. And a big part of imposter syndrome is the feeling of being a fraud. Like looking back, my eBay business and YouTube channel, they were probably on track and moving along as they needed to be when I became a full-time reseller the first time. But like I had a lot of self-doubt. I, I lost a lot of confidence and that feeling of being a fraud really, really took over really took over me um i think it led to probably if not depression like borderline depression and it got to the point where i just really couldn't accomplish much because i was just consumed in my own thoughts consumed in my own self-doubt and honestly i think most of that came from being on youtube i mean i started my youtube channel as a part-time reseller and that year leading into me transitioning out of the military like a big part of my content like a big theme on my channel was like what am i doing now as a part-time reseller to set myself up to successfully transition out of the military to become a full-time reseller and once i transitioned into being a full-time reseller like, yes, I definitely had an overwhelming amount of support from YouTube, um, just on the internet. Like a lot of people were cheering me on and showing me really more support than I needed. And I am extremely thankful for that. But there was a small percentage of people that would doubt, that would question what I'm doing. You know, people would 
tell me I'm overpaying for stuff. They would tell me I don't have enough listings on eBay. You know, they're like questioning how I'm making enough money to make a full-time income. And you definitely need a thick skin to be on YouTube. But no matter how thick your skin is, like that stuff still bothers you. And that first time I tried to become a full-time reseller, like I was still learning, stumbling through the process. Even now, the, the second attempt to full-time reselling, there's still things that you know aren't perfect that I'm still working through. Um, but knowing that, that my processes weren't perfect that first time, and on top of that, people pretty much telling you that you're doing it wrong, um, that, that really hurt a lot of my self-confidence. And I mean, even now, like taking a 10-month hiatus and just going MIA on YouTube for that 10-month period, I still think that was the right decision for me. I think I just had to completely disconnect myself from YouTube to really take a step back and really regain that confidence to do this full time. This whole YouTube and social media thing for me is just sharing what I'm doing. Like I don't consider myself a teacher or a reselling guru. Um, I'm just sharing what I'm doing. And I am 100% sure that everything I do is not gonna be 100% applicable to someone else's situation. Like maybe they'll be able to take a few things and apply it to their business. Like my reselling and my business is not perfect. Like I'm making mistakes every single day. And I think my biggest fear was if I'm just sharing what I'm doing, I'm also sharing my mistakes and someone else is gonna take the mistakes I'm doing and think that that's the right answer and they're gonna copy that imperfection and they're gonna lose money doing that. One thing I remember at that time, I was buying a lot of L.L. Bean and Orvis dress shirts. And for me, I don't know what it was, um, it was an oversaturated market, but like people were buying that from my store. Something I struggled with, I would see comments about other people buying L.L. Bean and Orvis dress shirts. Like it wasn't like a hate comment or anything, but they would just kind of mention that they were buying the same brands I was buying and were having absolutely zero luck with it. And I could have easily just been like, hey, sucks to suck, right? But I mean, it really, it really made me feel bad. Like people are watching my videos, seeing what I'm buying, and then they go out and spend their money, like their valuable money. Like we've already talked about in this podcast, like how hard we have to work to earn money. And they're spending their valuable money on things that I'm buying and they're not able to sell the stuff that I'm selling. And that just, that really, that really made me feel bad. I mean, it wasn't like Nicole State bad, like I wasn't trying to scam people, but at the end of the day, I still felt like I was making people lose money. And I'd be lying if I told all of you that I'm like 100% over this whole imposter syndrome thing. Um, because at the end of the day, like I don't want someone to lose money from my content. And being able to like reflect on this, um, like I'm sure my content has helped a lot of people and has helped jumpstart a lot of people's businesses, even like experienced resellers. Like hopefully through my content, I've been able to give a different unique perspective that has helped 
grow their businesses. But that fear of giving misinformation just by sharing what I'm doing because what I'm doing isn't perfect. I mean, it's like a genuine fear of thinking about someone taking a mistake that I've done, like a mistake that I don't even realize that I'm doing at that time. Like if someone takes that and then gets hurt or loses something from that, that's like a constant thought that's at the back of my mind. Jeez, these podcasts are turning into like therapy sessions for me and all of you listening are my therapists. Let's try to get a little bit more positive. Like business is going really well for me right now. I feel like I am growing my business at the pace that I want to. I definitely went into full-time reselling the second time around with more realistic expectations and more realistic goals. And the goals I set for myself are right around the corner. Um, very close to hitting my goals. So I'm starting to get a bit more comfortable trying to add and layer things on top of eBay right now. So definitely looking into cross-listing to platforms like Poshmark and Facebook Marketplace. Especially now, I feel like the majority of my business has turned into clothing. I mean, I still sell hard goods, but I'm doing a lot more clothing right now. So I feel like it'd just be silly to not cross-list to Poshmark. And I've heard a lot of people having success with Facebook Marketplace. So those are two platforms that I'm looking into in terms of cross-listing now. And then another layer would be YouTube content, which I'm still trying to figure out how I want to approach YouTube. Like I said, that whole imposter syndrome thing was like a huge burden on me. And just trying to figure out how to create content and just how to just share what I'm doing without having that like fear be a weight on my shoulder. Um, that's still something I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to give myself more positivity and try to change my mentality that I am actually helping a lot of people by just sharing what I'm doing. And then that small percentage of mistakes i just have to remember that it's a very small percent of things that i'm doing that will hurt other people and the majority of what i'm doing has a higher chance of helping other people like outside of that fear and trying to overcome this whole imposter syndrome thing there's a lot about youtube that i genuinely enjoy and love like the community of people that show me support every single video um, that's something that i definitely don't take for granted i'm extremely thankful that people choose to watch the videos that i'm creating and the whole process of editing footage together you know trying to learn new editing techniques and piecemealing all of this footage together to tell a story like that part I genuinely enjoy as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of positives, but I mean, at the same time, I'm definitely not perfect. I, I don't have it all figured out. So if you're listening and, you know, whether you're a part-time or full-time reseller or not even a reseller at all and you're just listening, like if you're struggling with something, just know that you're not alone. It's not something that you should beat yourself over. Um, it's something that I'm working on myself in terms of, not being too hard on myself and trying to reflect on the positives of what I'm doing. But yeah, if you're struggling with something, just know that I'm right there with you. Like I haven't figured all of this out. I'm really just trying to do my best and 
figure it out as I go. But that's going to be everything for this podcast episode. Thanks to all of you for being my therapist yet again and listening to just the random thoughts that I have. But I'll have links to all of my socials, my buy me a coffee link, and then to the channels that I mentioned earlier in this podcast down in the description below. But yeah, I'll catch you guys next time in episode number four. See ya.